Hello and welcome to another episode of the Almond View podcast. I am your host, Jake Pointer, and joined by me tonight are my lovely pals, Povey, Thomas Fro, and Owen Innes. Hello there. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we did think we were going to be without Owen Innes tonight due to his birthday, but unfortunately for us, but unfortunately for Owen, the Jackson Longridge cancelled last minute on their dinner together. So we're here as a full squad tonight. Firstly, we're going to be discussing another double whammy of Livingston victories with the men winning 3-1 away at Stenhouse Muir on Saturday and a huge top-of-the-table away victory at Rossville for the ladies, which ended in 3-2 to the Lionesses. Lastly, we're going to bring back Got Your Number for a slightly more obscure one, number 16, as we celebrate how well Mr Bradley has started with the Livy Lions. So, sit back... I've not wrote an ending for this bit. I'm so sorry. I totally forgot. <laughs> Fuck. <clears throat> so sit back, grab yourself a cup of tea, and chill out with us here at the Almond View Podcast. <laughs> that took you that long to come up with that. Fucking hell. I did it. In, I did it in three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> It's the same uh, ending to every other one that we've had this season. No, 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 no. It's always grab your stuff. I like my endings. I put everything my endings. Aye. Aye. No, they're, they're good. They're good. I know, I forgot about my hat. I forgot to mix it up. Sorry to the fans at home. I've let everybody Should have Should have went, sit back, get your birthday hat on for Owen. Uh, <laughs> for someone. Oh, yeah. It's so easy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That was way better than have a cup of tea. <laughs> you didn't even Fuck finish it. <laughs> have a so sit back, get your birthday hat on, and sing happy birthday to Owen as we start the Almond View podcast. Let's get straight into our first game as the Livingston Lions defeated Senhouse Muir 3-1 away on Saturday. Uh, two goals from Stephen Bradley and one from Pitts uh, made sure that Martindale did not chop off every single one of our players' heads at full time after his half-time speech. So, Povey, I'm going to start with yourself. You had a lovely day in hospitality, didn't you? I've got my few friends have been there before said it's absolutely class. Would you recommend, would you be back at Steny again for another experience? Aye, absolutely. I mean, um, obviously, there was no Levy game on, uh, but it's just up the road for me, which was ideal. It was bizarre, actually, when we were talking about it, we were at the pub, uh, and we were saying, oh, we've got to do Stenhouse Muir sometime, because it's heard so many good things. And then that very night, we totally forgot the Scottish Cup draw was on, and we drew Stenhouse Muir. We were like, wait a minute, that was a coincidence. <laughs> so I it had to happen, didn't it? Uh, and we got in nice and early, got 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 booked into it, and yeah, it's a brilliant day, brilliant day, seventy five quid. Uh, and we were there nice and early. We went to the, I wanted to go to the Plows, uh, which was excellent. I, I heard it was brilliant. It picked up just as we were leaving, but um, I hope everyone had a good scoosh there because uh, everyone was in fine voice in the away end. Anyway, it's quite bizarre being in the home end. Very like. Unlike me to be looking at a like that way end, and obviously there were so many Livy fans. Part of me was a gut, bit gutted I wasn't in there, but um, mm-hmm. it was actually class. Like hearing it, man. You know what chant I love right now is like <laughs> I don't even know when this started, but and it sounded hilarious from where we were. But like I remember years ago when we used to joke about uh, "Come on, Livingston" being sung. You know, uh-huh. but I love I love the, the addition of the <clears throat> ah, it's so fun, it's so funny. Like hearing it from like that, the the home end was hilarious. Like it's come on, Livingston, we gotta go on and on and <clears throat> I, I don't know, I don't even know where it is, but it's hilarious. Like anyway, <laughs> um, I so very very good, uh, very good food was amazing there. Um, and obviously, yeah, it was just a, it was an interesting game because you know one 0 done. It was a bit like terrifying, but nah, we got the job mm-hmm. done, um, and we celebrated the goals anyway. 
Respectfully, I'd say the Senators Muir fans around us were sound like we got no jibes for um, for celebrating our goals. But uh, now nah, it was good chat, it was good chats with the Stenhouse Muir, uh, and they hosted well. It was class, and we got we got to meet that uh, football adventures lad before. I don't know, you know, I'm sure many of you, you probably a lot more folk have seen that video than listened to our episodes anyway. But uh, <laughs> probably accumulated all our episode lessons in that one video, to be honest. But uh, yeah, uh, he was a lovely guy as well. So um, great day, fabulous. Well, let's talk cool. about the fit- football, not my day. Let's get chatting about the game. Well, Thomas, just before... Thomas was um, as well, eh? So. Hi, Thomas. Just before we move on, uh, just to talk about the actual game, uh, so you, you mentioned about the ploughs that Ross Coots kind of organised. I remember being the one uh, that was amazing before that guy threw a flare uh, before the playoff. Was it kind of similar? Did they have, like, Livy Tunes go in? It, was it, like... Was it quite a lot of people in? Was it like Levy Chance or was it just kind of a small section? I was. I would have loved to go on. That would have been brilliant going to that pre-match. What was it kind of like there you mentioned? I don't know what it was like, but we left at half 12, so uh, folk were just arriving when we got there. Ah. Um, no, it was literally like me and Bagal when we first got there. So, oh, really? Yeah. It, was nothing, <laughs> really, really. it was nothing like that, but uh, I'm sure it picked up later. It was good and, like, and hopefully more things like that happen because... Uh, there's it so is much good fun. to get together. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, well, definitely. I'm sure Ross will organise uh, many more, even for our uh, our next round. Well, actually, we're going to be at home next round. Never mind. Maybe the round after that. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to the actual game. <clears throat> so, from the highlights, Tam, uh, I kind of, you know, I, I watched the kind of goal going in. Looked to me that Fitzy was sleeping a little bit. He just the boy timed his header really well, got ahead of him. Uh, would you kind of agree? And did, was that? Was that goal kind of coming uh, at the point? Did Stenny have quite a lot of um, possession for that? What was the kind of situation? Yeah, I probably would agree. We fell asleep a wee bit. Probably because we were attacking so much. We we controlled the game totally in the first half. Um, I know I know, Povey, you were raging at half-time, which you put down to, I think, was it seven points in, in, a, few, in a few shots? Uh, you were raging half time, but I was like, "Look, look, guys, let's all calm down here. Let's all just relax." We've yes, Povey. We've controlled the yeah, game. Yeah, man. We've controlled the game. We're doing all right. We're getting in the right positions. We just haven't managed to hit the back of the net yet, which is obviously concerning. But it was all right. Like I wasn't buzzing at half time, but it was okay. Like we we we'd controlled the game. They they offered very very little. Um, I think I haven't checked the stats, but I think that was maybe their only shot on target. The goal, um, certainly in the first half. So yeah, we we had way more possession. We controlled it quite well, and then just fell asleep at the back once, which obviously you don't want to do. You do that against kind of a better team that aren't going to concede three quickly in the second half, then you might probably be punished. Sorry, I've got to say that that goal I thought was brilliant. I thought. Uh, when was the last time we scored a header like that? I thought it was. I thought it was a really well taken corner. Despite yeah, maybe like Fitzwater should have been there. Whatever, you can't argue that's that's a proper corner. That's I'd love to see Levy do that more often. I feel like we've not scored from a, a set piece or like from a cross in like that in a while now. And I think that is something we should have in our locker, and we've shown we have in our lo- locker in the past. But. Um, I thought, well taken goal. Brilliant header, actually. Yeah, it was. It's the type of positions that we were seeing Io getting into last last yeah. season in particular, but just don't really seem to be kind of getting them, uh, getting the, 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 the deliveries and corner kicks into those, those kind of dangerous areas. Uh, my favourite part about that goal, though, was uh, Stenis Muir. Um, Twitter obviously posted a, a picture of the, the player who scored, you know, so they all have like their own little graphics and things like that. And uh, the image of Stenis Muir's player, uh, was it Nicky Jameson uh, who scored? Um, his images of him uh, pointing towards what is what is supposed to be the badge of Stenis Muir, but is actually the kit maker. <laughs> oh, Puma. So he's, so he's not actually like pointing to the Stennis Muir badge to say I play for Stennis Muir. It's like I wear a Puma top. <laughs> I just, I, like I just, I just found. Yeah, no, the, 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 see when you go to the lower leagues, their tops 
they're always amazing. Um, I, I'm still in love with the East Fife Tartan one just now yeah. that they've got the Joma one. Yeah. Uh, I actually even got that because I just, uh, I just I, actually Liam got it for me for my birthday last year. I remember. Um, absolutely fantastic top. Uh, but anyway, uh, I just that was my. But the the goal, I completely agree, with Bobby. Very, very, very good delivery into the into the front post and. Um. Yeah, Fitzy sleeping a little bit, leaving him unmarked. But again, it's it's been kind of the, the the kind of similar thing over the last couple of couple of games when we've conceded goals. Is there's other defenders nearby that could be doing a lot better as well. Fair enough. Yeah, the the run isn't tracked properly, but defending could have been a whole lot better. Um. But uh, I no, it was a it was a great goal, very very worthy of uh, of 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 getting a goal there against us. Yeah, but get it up them uh, because we did come back in the second half. But maybe due to our absolutely fucking raj Davy Martindale, which we uh, all got to hear, which I think I got sent maybe close to six times. I love it how people like send me Livy stuff, and you guys might get the same. It's just like I am a Livy fan. I do see like on what everybody else sees and it's almost like uh, you've had something to do do with this Davy Martindale thing it's all your fault uh, so it's fucking sent to me I, I, I didn't record it um, I know but, mate I, I got sent the Footy Adventures video like 10 times I'm like I, I was I, on it I was in the video like, <laughs> unreal I know it's funny how people do that so what were you guys thoughts a bit on that so obviously you know Martindale we know, you know what he's like. We've always said that kind of rough diamond and fair play. He went absolutely tonto, and you could hear like certain name. I can't remember if we deciphered that ourselves in the group chat. I think someone maybe like Pittman, you're fine. Someone else fine. You, <laughs> you need a foot up your arse or something like that. Going mental. Do people are sending that to me? Going, this is fucking class because they know what Martin Dale's like. As now we've started to kind of know the players and kind of that. Sometimes I feel fucking hell is he like that all the time like is that like you know a regular thing that these kids the players are getting their arse kicked or are we like fucking class that's where a manager should be old school um whoever kind of wants to chip in first what's kind of your your thoughts on it yeah go on Uh, well definitely if you if you walk past the tony macaroni arena on a training day that's essentially what you hear <laughs> Davy, Davy, I think, and in a way, it's like it's a good thing to be kind of you know shouting and bawling at players all, all the time. Do you know it seems to work? It's, it's the way that Davy seems to manage, and 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 I think when he came out after, uh, so there, there's now been a um, an article. Uh, Callum Carson has you know obviously spoken to Davy about it and getting his thoughts on it, and Davy was saying that was the cam part. Uh, of of his of his team talk. So obviously, what's happened is that these two kids. I'm guessing it's the ball boys or whatever, um, uh, who apparently aren't actually supposed to have their phones um, in uh, that particular part of the ground. But anyway, uh, so the ball boys have obviously heard Davy going half as not taking out their phones and started filming that bit or recording that particular bit, um, uh, and uh, and yeah, so. I'm guessing it must have been a lot worse before they started <laughs> before they started uh, recording it. So um, I think you know again when when you look at it, go right, okay, that, that's that's hilarious. You know, it's funny. He's swearing. He's doing this, that, and the other. Um, but it worked. At the end of the day, that was his halftime team talk, and it worked. If that was his pre-game team talk, I would maybe be panicking a little bit. But because it's the halftime team talk, I, I, you know, it, it's it's obviously they've they've went out and done what they were to go out and do, uh, and that was to obviously turn turn the game around. So, uh, yeah, I think it's 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 funny, but it's also like, yeah, I think those type of things need to be left in the in the shadows. Uh, yeah, they they need to be you know as as it's it's in a private room. It, it, those those particular type of things need to remain private, in yeah. my opinion. 
Own, own grassing on the ball boys, like. <laughs> 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 grass. Well, grass. Most, of, most of the ball boys in, at Stennis Mirror are probably fucking Rangers and Celtic fans anyway, so who gives a shit? The role, <laughs> man. <laughs> to be fair, like, brave boys, like, I would not be, I would not be risking getting caught doing that if Davey, Davey walked and saw them giggling away. They were all about four like, year the old. Fury out in them. Half of them weren't weren't taller than the wall that was in front of the away end. They were fucking tiny. Like, how young are people giving uh, phones to kids these days? Because honestly, they didn't have a clue what they were doing. This is proper podcast material. Yeah, there we go. Nah. <laughs> so my, 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 my whole my whole point though is like like on the Footy Adventures video, uh, the the guy forgive me for not knowing what his name is, it's Ben or something. Um. When he goes up to like all the kids who are in the Stenhouse Muir and it's like, oh, so so who do you support? Celtic. Uh, and obviously Stenhouse Muir. Uh, how do you think, Sten- you know? And then there was like interviewing the, 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 the young boy who was, uh, was he like working for the club or something like that? It's like, I'm here for the first half and then I'm going up to Perth to watch fucking Rangers. You're just like, man, this is what's killing teams like Stenhouse Muir and, and, and teams in these lower leagues. Is the, the, and, and even for Livy, it's 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 shocking to think of. But anyway, that is not the, the point of what we're talking about. But I just thought I would bring that. I just thought that that was funny as well. So, To be honest, I absolutely don't blame Davey for uh, for doing that. I've, from what Thomas said, obviously, like I wasn't best pleased with <laughs> how we did in the first half. A lot of fingers needed pulled out, and they they obviously worked. So you know, I'm all for it if it's going to work. And you know, if you think about it, I I can't imagine Jim Goodwin did that against Darville the other <laughs> night there, uh, because there's no fingers were getting pulled out that any arses for Aberdeen anyway. So uh, yeah. yeah, good on Davey. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good point, especially kind of in, in that kind of hindsight of last night, what happened. Obviously, to a much kind of almost bigger scale, but you know, we could have quite easily have gone into that second half and just been shiting ourselves the whole time about making mistakes, and then them just sitting in so much. But the fact that we didn't, we could put that down to the team talk, down to the players, whatever. So, yeah. <clears throat> Good, good at the work, current Davey. time of recording, yeah. almost twenty-four hours later, Jim Goodwin is still in a job. How? Yeah. How is that a thing? How? Fucking. <laughs> like <laughs> genuinely, Jim Goodwin is still in a job right now. This might change by the time that this gets released, but that is just fucked up. I don't get it. <sighs> who knows? Who knows? Okay, let's move uh, move on to the second half, which is a lot more positive. Povey for us all. So I'm going to go back to you, Tam. Um, so this is I want to go back to you because we talk about this a lot with Bruce Anderson, as you say, he's a wee wasp in your English Scottish accent. <laughs> uh, brilliant from Bruce. Again, that's just the definition: scrappy, getting the ball back, looking up, finding pits for a really good finish, and to get us back in it. Um, talk about the goal, but I'm sure that's kind of you know that's the person favourite from yours that can exactly kind of brutally play. Oh, you caught up a wee bit there, but I'll continue. I think I got the gist of it. Um, <laughs> you got it, okay. I think so. <laughs> um, no, it was it was a great goal, and it was exactly what we needed. Kind of just after half time, it really kind of settled us down a lot. Um, your spot on, Bruce, was an absolute wasp. Uh, just making a nuisance of himself, running into the channels. It's maybe something. I don't know if they maybe pushed up a little bit higher at the start of the second half, which makes no sense for them to do. But we didn't seem to be getting that luck. All of our attacks in the first half came from a little bit deeper. Um, had some nice stuff on the left-hand side in the first half with uh, penners, but um, everything in behind was just kind of going straight to the keeper or we weren't having much luck with it. It was going straight out. But second half, we're getting behind. Um, Brucey does amazing to recover the ball. And what a finish that is for Pitts it's something that we've been screaming on for ages we've wanted him to get a goal David was obviously fairly happy with his contribution at half time from, from what we've what we've heard um, and you know he can be such a big player for, our, for us especially when he's chipping in goals because it's you know especially with um, 
Kelly chipping in a few as well, it's going to make it hard for him to kind of guarantee that spot every week. But mm-hmm. if he does that every week, we screamer from outside the box, I'll no complain. There was, a few, there was a time a few years ago where you put your money on him scoring three or four goals from outside the box over a season. But he's just not, kind of this season last season, he's not managed to do it. His, his thunder cunting isn't working. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Aye. Was that, how would you explain uh, that uh, shot, that goal from Pitts in a thunder what, sense? What was... Um, Penners was a thunder bastard. A thunder bastard. I would say that was more of a thunder wallop because it's a bit lower. Or a thunder yeah. swaz. Thunder swaz. Wallopar. Surely wallopar. Aye, thunder wallopar. wallopar thunder good. wallopar. Yeah, okay, we'll go yeah. thunder wallopar for that one. Just because it was low. He said it really hard and low. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I can't it's, I can't call it the same as Penners because that was, you know, as an arrow in the top corner. Um, yeah. But yeah, thunder, a thunder wallopar. Yeah. Like Hopefully that. next week we see a thunder cunt. Who knows, we might. Hopefully against uh, the Jimmy Jambos. Um, okay, let's move on to our kind of favourite player of the episode, as we're going to discuss a little bit more about him later, also as well. Uh, Bradley has been absolutely amazing uh, for us so far. Povey, he's since he's come in, I don't think he's had a bad performance. And uh, just you know, talk us through that that kind of free kick. I mean, he had, that, that's him on free kicks for the foreseeable now. We mean we can do that. Yeah, no, I mean, see against St. Johnston when Kelly, trying to get a hat-trick, uh, stepped up for a couple. I, like, fair play, don't blame him. First one, he bloomed over. Second one, I can't mind, I think, similar. But really, Bradley, the Bradley Bear should have been up there doing that uh, be- uh, because what a absolute... Well, what, I don't know, free kicks for me are so... Simple in my wee stupid football mind, where I'm like, like, surely you can practice that every, just stay after training a bit longer and just like get consistency. So that looked like a well confident, brilliant free kick. I mean, it was a peach on target. We should be getting free kicks on target anytime we get a position like that. Silly challenge for the boy to give away, especially at that stage in the game. Where we look like we were coming right into it, but uh, yeah, fair play to Bradley. It was that uh, was a peach, and uh, he's definitely on free kicks. I'd say can he not be? So good on him, and hope to see more of that. But actually, in the league games, mm-hmm. Thomas, I was stood right behind it, so I had like the perfect. <laughs> no, I was the other other end, other end. Oh, right. but. So like we we had the perfect line and the ball is so, like the bend on it and it going in, it was marvelous. It was a thing of absolute beauty, like just how it kind of just goes outside the post and then just drifts in. I don't think you really get it on the highlights because you just don't have that angle. But we we had such mm-hmm. a good angle to watch it. Knew it was in for the second it left his boot. Honestly, like you could just tell the shape of the ball. It was going in. It was oh marvelous, absolutely marvelous. Do you think it would have gone in if it was a, a, a shooting into the Levy fans as an extra? Like not like if you think he would have hit it as well if it was looking sh- shooting into the Levy fans. I think that plays in his mind. I don't, I don't know. Not that. My psychology is a lot know rusty. How good, how good the sellies would be, cracking top corner. Aye, I, I know that would have been class up at our end. But Andy Shinney tried end. to kill someone in the first half, so it's obviously added pressure. He what? Andy Shinney put a free kick into the Levy oh, fans they? in the first half did they? Oh, with, no. with violence I don't know what was going oh, on really? <laughs> you maybe thought after I was in the crowd where they might not have been berating them over the last few weeks <laughs> he was uh, very smiley with me and uh, me and Liam the other night when he was chatting away to us which was quite nice um, so I'd, I maybe knew it wasn't <laughs> he was like he likes Liam doesn't like going uh, oh, and I'm actually by the way Sorry, just on that, I actually thought Shindog had a good game. By the way, thought it was uh, another good one. Thought he, yeah, I thought he, I thought it was another. I know the opposition's Dennis Muir, but I thought he had a, a a good game. Just throwing that out there, 
I like it. It adds to our midfield dilemma that we can talk about American and we talk about the, who our lineup, or at least our midfield lineup would be for the Hearts game. That'd be quite an interesting conversation. Uh, just before let's finish off this game, Owen, we've got one more Stephen Bradley goal uh, to talk about. Brilliant, they got on the, the kind of on the score sheet twice in one game. Kind of good, composed, kind of touch, and then kind of finish in the box. What was what was your thoughts on the goal? Um, is is just brilliant, uh, Stephen? Brilliant. Just change his name legally. Uh, it was a, a, a brilliant first touch and then an excellent second, uh, obviously, second touch to just slot into the back of the net. Um, again, I've, I've not managed to make it to a game and actually see him uh, in the flesh yet, but uh, it seems as though he does quite a lot of the you know hard work off the ball as well as um, some very good work on the ball. Uh, that's Possibly the best free kick as well, just because I, I never, I wasn't kind of uh, in the, the last conversation. But that's probably one of the best free kicks I've seen taken from a, a Livy player. I mean, that's up there with Zerati's against Rangers. It's up there with uh, Jacobs against Motherwell. Um, you know, it's a, it's a top binner. There's not a keeper in any week, I would imagine, that's, that's saving that. It was a top, top uh, free kick. Um, but yeah, no. For the, for the second goal, uh, you can see how much it means to him as well, which is which is good. You know, as a young boy, he's got a, what looks to be a very very promising career ahead of him. So uh, now the the third goal obviously just kind of sealed it for us. And um, once we get to that stage, we're then able to really take our foot off the gas for the rest of the for the rest of the game, which is. Again, something which we need to kind of stop doing. You know, if we're getting to that point where we're three 0 up. I mean, fair enough, things like substitutions and stuff will start to kind of quieten our impact into the game uh, down a little bit. But, you know, it would be nice to have seen if we kept going forward. I mean, again, I wasn't at the game, so Thomas and Povey can say whether or not we did continue to threaten for the rest of the game. But even the Twitter kind of um, highlights or, or the Twitter feed and stuff was kind of a bit more like less updates so we weren't really kind of attacking or it seemed, makes it seem as though we weren't really attacking as much but um, but yeah no, absolutely delighted for Stephen Bradley to come in and grab a couple of goals and that's only going to again just as I was saying last week with Stephen Kelly just going to basically boost his uh, confidence sky high uh, going into again a game against difficult game against Hearts and Saturday or Sunday, or whenever the fuck that game is. <laughs> I just, uh, well, what I would say is, obviously, it was just comfortable, the the, the rest of that game, uh, in answer to your question, just very comfortable, and, uh, yeah, it could have been, could have been more, could have been more. Um, what I was going to say to you guys was, when was the last time we had such a big impact from a sign-in as, as quickly as Bradley's done. I, I'm genuinely struggling to think of someone who's made that big an impact that soon, particularly given it's a January transfer. Um, just wonder what the, your thoughts the, are there. The easiest, the easiest one to give to you straight away is uh, Ryan Hardy and Lee Miller. Both January signings and essentially got us through the, the rest of that championship season. Um, very, in very terms point. of one individual player, because because technically it was because of both of those players, because hmm. uh, without Lee Miller, Ryan Hardy technically wouldn't have worked. Agreed. Without without Ryan Hardy, Lee Miller wouldn't have worked really. Um, so in terms of an individual player, I think you could be right there. Can't really think of a um, certainly in the Premier League era, eh? Like it's uh, really, well, even really hard to think of someone. Uh, I mean, Nick Culkin, I know we're going to be talking about him later on, but Nick Culkin's probably in for a shout there. Spoiler alert. Yeah, but uh, Nick Culkin is one that, again, I can sort of immediately think of that changed things for us. Um, Aye, but, or or continued a good vein for us. Um, But aye. No, I think uh, I think you would be struggling to think of a player specifically that changed things, especially like after January. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I agree. That's that's very very positive. The last thing, just before we move on to um, our next section, gents, 
It's either Inverness Cali Thistle or Queen's Park. Who would we rather play very quickly? Cali, because of the history. I love a Livy Cali game. <clears throat> In terms of, um, I think it'll be a tough game regardless, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. Cali obviously have given us problems in the League Cup uh, uh, group stages. Queen's Park are flying. Uh, so, Cali purely because of the whole Livy Cali thing. And I kind of want to save Queen's Park for next season when they get promoted, then we go to their tiny little baby legal stadium. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Cali as well, just because uh, with the whole League Cup thing before. I think we need to get a revenge on them, and also exactly uh, Queens Park are flying, and uh, I've got a couple of like jackets by them. They're my, my they're my wee team. Eh? I'm a I'm a I'm a spider lion, <laughs> spider lion. <laughs> uh, Tom, you? Uh, yeah, same as as both above. My first game was Cali uh, years ago, or the first game that I remember at Lovey. Um, so yeah, a lot of good memories going to those games through the leagues, and yeah, it would be nice. Yeah. Owen, I think it's a full house. I think I would rather have Cali, and I'm just going to be completely honest because I reckon if it was Queens Park, I reckon we'd get beat. But Ooh. I think I think we would we would underestimate Queens Park a little bit too much, and. Uh, and I reckon Queen's Park could pull off a, a result against not saying that Inverness can't pull off a result against us but yeah I think I would rather have Inverness just because yeah Queen's Park have dumped us out the cup a couple of times in the past as well you do realise that uh, we're fucking class I oh, do yeah. know that we are fucking class but we can be fucking class and then one minute and then be utter shite the next. Especially in the cup. Especially in the cup. But, the uh, a good old fashioned cup tie against Inverness would be I uh, would be perfect for me. Yeah. I'd I'd go for that. We're the fourth best team in Scotland. I wouldn't care if it was anyone below us in league position. We'd beat them all. We'd beat like fucking that, hearts. Um, we'll beat hearts this weekend. Yeah, but Aberdeen are the third best team in Scotland and got beaten by Darville. Michael Beale is a fucking idiot. Yeah, Michael Beale is just... Yeah, get him to fuck. Get him to fuck. What a prick. We are clearly... Maybe maybe he still thought that we were fourth best. Maybe he thought Hearts are really shit when he said that. Aberdeen are third, Lovey are fourth. That was the bit of the interview that got cut out. But we're class. (laughs) We'll be fine. We're winning the cup. We'll be fine. Want to go to yes. Hamden, which is probably the worst stadium in Scotland. I think I think I'd rather go to a game at Queens Park's tiny wee mini Hamden than at actual mini, Hamden. Mini Hamden. But I've played I've played on that pitch. I'm pretty big time, like when it was Astro. Jake, you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get ten thousand balls on your arse if we win the final <laughs> round. Oh, shit, yeah, I forgot about the ten thousand balls at Mars again. <laughs> Just the two of us, we can oh, make shame. it if we try. Just the two of us, just the two of us. <laughs> there we go. That's just for me and Tam, because we're just going to talk about the beautiful ladies squads. So, Thomas. Yes. The ladies, high flying again, another victory. We spoke about this game was going to be huge uh, last uh, last week because it's against top of the table rivals, Rossville. First time... If I remember right, the, the women have ever beaten Rossville away. Correct, correct. Which which he makes it even more uh, more great. Another um, two big performance. Another performance from Anderson again, who has been such a great signing. And uh, our new signing, which seems to be I'm just checking from my phone, is Beth Mackay. Yes, yes. So I've not done that. We've spoken a little bit about Beth. Obviously, we'll talk about the goals too. Can you give us a bit of background on on where Beth's been in the past when she joined for the club is it free, is it literally only in january that she joined her yeah it's very recent uh recent signing um i know that she trained with lovey before um okay i don't know how public that knowledge is but fuck it you know get the inside info <laughs> fucking fuck it fucking fuck it um yeah i know she trained with lovey before and i think she ended up going to hearts uh mm. for a short time so she was playing in the um in the prem she played in a game against Hibs that I was at, I think. 
uh, Hibs tried to get the biggest women's attendance in Scotland for uh, an Edinburgh uh, Derby Edinburgh. Uh, a couple of years or so ago, um, mm-hmm. two years ago, who knows? Um, but yeah, she played in that game for, for Hearts and while Hearts were a little bit disappointing overall, um, she had a decent game that day, so obviously really excited to see her come in and, and she's made her impact with a big performance at the weekend just there. Yeah, that's you know what it's, it's really already you know the, I we felt that the girls even without new signings had so much potential to really do well in this league, smash last league, sma- smash last season as well. But the fact bringing in two big signings like Brogan and Beth, who have played at a higher level, and it seemed and, and you can see it instantly, you know, making making a difference. Uh, so only kind of more exciting about the progression that's going to happen, kind of past in, into the next season. So what's yep. kind of the, the thoughts in the camp? Is it like league's done now? We just have to keep playing football, or do you think they've still got the, the kind of drive to win every single game from now on? In it's it looks good. The table looks good, right? But. You can't with the this league format. You can't really be drawn into being um, complacent at all, yeah. because they've still got quite a few games left, and then there's a split. So there's going to be points going all over the place, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the last few games. If it's tight in that last, after that last split, you're going to be playing against three very very good sides. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other teams that you know can threaten as well. Maybe not. Maybe not for winning the league. But teams that have really grown through the season, Hutchie are an example of what they got at the weekend. Um, mm. they're, a, they're a decent side, they've been picking up some good wins. And Inverness, who uh, beat Livy, they're, maybe they're, the league standings don't kind of flatter them too much, but mm-hmm. beat Livy up the road um, uh, just before Christmas in the Scottish. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've picked up a few results, especially at home. People find it really hard to trouble, uh, travel there, probably because they don't follow the regulations and they don't have corner flags. But you know, it's fine. <laughs> we'll not get too salty about it. Oh, you do a bit of corner flag salt on a Tuesday evening. Oh, I, oh, I. But like, I, I think that's Livingston's next game, actually. Yeah, so um, away, away to Cali. Um, a week on a week on Sunday, so these next two games coming up, home to Hutchie and away to Cali, it's it's a big two games. Six points out of these two would be would be really really big, and then and then just the small matter of home to Renfrew the weekend after. So you know, big big few weeks. What um, what time is the game on Sunday? The game on Sunday is one o'clock away to Hutchie on Sunday. The website hasn't been updated yet. The the SWF website. Ah, I was going to say I would have thought that was be uh, a bit of a <laughs> bit of a strange one when there's kick off at two. It's like in high school where or primary school when you've got like twenty two players on each side of the park and you're playing two games at the same time. Yeah, it's just like half and half. Just yeah, go for it. just go for it. Man. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be good fun. So it was seemed like a really a really strong start on Sunday, and I think just from my memory that probably working a three 0 up was it in, in the first half, and then Rossville started to come into it. I, I'd say maybe kind of scrappy. I wouldn't say that they were. It was like defensive errors. Maybe just not quite as, quite as sharp. But it didn't look. It just looked like the ball just kind of fell a bit awkwardly uh, for them in their favour, and that's how they kind of scored their goal. Would 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 you agree? From yeah. So I've over? I've only seen the highlights, and I mean Rebecca said to me it was quite a scrappy game. I think a lot of the girls have said that on the social media as well that it kind of wasn't the prettiest performance. It was. A lot of scrappiness there, but I think you're right. I think they definitely came back into it in the second half. So they they really came in in the second half. But yeah, I think it was just the breaks. Um, looking at the highlights, the goals were a little bit scrappy, a couple of mistakes, but nothing that kind of blew us away. That was what impressed me with Rossville last season. They played some really really good football um, and scored some great goals. But I don't know if personnel's changed or whatever, but. They don't seem to be able to do that, or maybe just Livingston are defending it better now. Um, but it's two big wins against Rossville in a row, um, beating them at home before Christmas and, and beating them away now, and that's so, so big. Especially, I don't know if you've got a note on this, Jake, but other results this weekend going our way as well are massive. Um, so yep. uh, 
the shock shock result of the last few weeks for me is Air United beating Renfrew 5-1 um, mm. granted Air were at home but Air didn't look great to me a couple of weeks ago um, through here when Livy beat them um, 3-4-1 uh, they looked poor very poor um, second half especially so for them to go out and flatten Renfrew who have historically been one of the better sides uh, mm. in this league is, is really interesting and it leaves us with such a massive gap at the top of the league so mm. just having a look at it now 11 points off Renfrew Renfrew have a game in hand of course uh, also 12 points off Rossville Rossville also have a game in hand but who's that game in hand against Jake do you know Ross- no Renfrew and Rossville's game in hand is against each other oh. so you know, hopefully a draw would be great, but yeah. no matter what, it's going to take a team a bit further away. So, yeah, nothing nothing to worry about with the league so far, but it's a long season. There's still, you know, a lot of game weeks left. There's a split to play, so let's not get the flares out yet, Munro. Yeah. Let's not get the flares out yet. Let's just uh, keep calm and carry on. We're going to move on to our game of the episode, which is the old classic, Got Your Number, where we're going to be talking about number 16 this week, purely because of Stephen Bradley doing so well, and we're just wanting to celebrate him even more in the episode. So what we're going to do is we're just going to talk about some past 16s and just kind of compare them and, and, and go from there. So Povey, you're going to open up with your first one. Can you reveal to the team who he is? Number 16, who... Got signed mid-season or uh, sort of mid... I don't have the facts in front of me because my computer's not working, but um, basically Brottle got injured and we signed in from Manchester United, number 16, uh, well, 16 for us, uh, Nicky Culkin. It's not a surprise because I won't bloody spoil that already. <laughs> but uh, jokes. Um, Nicky Culkin came in and really, really... Like Brottle was so good and had so many plaudits and he had made some remarkable saves, obviously, notably penalty save against like Celtic, Henrik Larson, for example, things like that. Nicky Culkin came in, big gloves to fill, and certainly filled them. Done some got like kept our momentum going, kept getting the results, and uh, again, I don't have the facts in front of me, but I'm sure contributed to many clean sheets as well. So he played a big role that season and probably one of the more, um, I don't know, underrated players from that season, What less talked about. Um, Nicky Culkin's a big number 16 in our past. Arguably, I would say, well, I'd say we finished third in the league that year, so it's massive, massive player for us um, in all in all ways, size, size, and everything. Big, big, yeah. excellent goalie. So, yeah, um, yeah that's my Tuppen's worth to number sixteen. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Nick, he's a great shout. Uh, signed from like Man United, he was like had this all like big name behind him. He had one. What was it? He had one kind of between the legs stinker moment and then apart from that, that was, against Dunfermline or something, or something like, that. like that and then apart from that yeah so so solid and but like I remember really... that I remember on the back of that uh, happening he then like we got some amazing results yeah later on after that you know so um, I think it was yeah. early on when he joined yeah when that happened. and we're like oh for fuck's sake Miss Brotto already <laughs> yeah. but uh, I mean how many folk have said Brottle's the best keeper to play for Livy? So for him to come in and like not be it's how how many goalkeepers have we seen in our past as well that can either make the difference or and uh, in both ways being shit mm-hmm. or being amazing and you know he, he filled that hole amazingly so good on him. Yeah, I agree on that good hole filler. Um, Owen, I'm going to go to had to be done. Sorry, Povet. I'm going to go to you. Who is your number 16 that you discussed? My number 16 is most recent, uh, or one of the more recent um, 16s, uh, Robbie Crawford. 
who I think when he when he came to us, uh, he'd spent pretty much the majority of of his career at Air United. Uh, just kind of looking at statistics just now. 217 games, uh, 16 goals. So he wasn't really kind of known for his goals, but a kind of tenacious central defensive midfielder. Um, kind of was was in and out of our team. Um, you know, when he, when I think at the beginning of the season, kind of spent a few games on the bench and then, um, yeah, and then kind of came in. Uh, but possibly one of the greatest uh, impacts that he had on our or on on our result or on uh, on Livingston in general was his uh, absolutely fantastic awareness and his pass to Scott Robinson for uh, the first the opening goal in the in the 2-0 uh, win against Celtic um he just i think he i think he even gets fouled like early on in the in the passage of play before it goes out to Lawless, and then it just ends up somehow back at his feet um, after getting tripped by somebody, uh, and then just playing this amazing kind of almost reverse pass uh, through uh, Scott Robinson to open the scoring. So uh, ever 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 grateful to Robbie Crawford for that. Um, kind of bizarrely, he ended up we sent him on loan to Motherwell. Um, a team in the same league as us, which is not something I tend to agree with very much. But uh, I so he ends up on loan at Motherwell and uh, and never never resurfaces for for Livingston again. Currently with uh, Green at Martin, but uh, I think he was a cracking young player, maybe slightly underutilized. Um, you know, kind of just went about and did his did his job. You know, much like someone like Sean Byrne or um, or that. So yeah. Yeah, 16, Robbie Crawford uh, is who I've chosen this week. Yeah, great shout. I really liked Robbie Crawford. We were quite surprised. Uh, I remember when he when he got sent to Motherwell, we kind of really liked him. Seemed like a total course, but obviously didn't, wasn't kind of the right fit at the time. So, Thomas, I'm going to go to you, who I can only guess, can only guess who you're going to mention with the, the, the number 16. So, Thomas, please reveal your super number 16 for the Livy Lions. I've got a bit of a tap in here. Um, so this is what happens when you get your name in early for one of these things. Pick your player early. You get in the group chat. Say like, I'm taking him. It's too easy. It's too easy. I have went for Sir Derek Simon Lilly. Did you oh. know Simon was his middle name? Didn't know that. No. Well, that's good Google. Wikipedia. Wikipedia uh, does. Simon says won the cup. Ha ah, yes. That was so, shit. Sorry, I'll give you that. Sorry. <laughs> Bacon roll, <laughs> bacon roll. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I think we've spoken a lot about Daryl a lot. Um, obviously, he was the first guest we had on the Ammonview podcast two years ago. Two years? Someone give me a yeah, two years ago, roughly two years ago. Thank you. Everyone just looking looking about in space. Two years ago? Two years ago? Hey, two years ago? Two years ago, yeah. yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the input, guys. Um, but no, obviously scored in really crucial goals um, in one of our greatest seasons um, when we won the uh, the Cup with a goal in the semi-final and a goal in the final. And he's also our top goal scorer, right? Like, in a season... I should know yeah. this. Fuck me, I'm tired, man. I'm That's sorry. It's a sad lazy effort, Thomas. I know, it's a Two terrible... years ago? Two years ago? Two years ago? Top goal scorer? Top goal scorer? Two years ago. Sorry, hey, boys. I know his name's Simon. Ooh. Simon says? Simon? Two years ago. We didn't know that, did we? We didn't know that. No, Top league goal scorer? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Thomas, but fucking hell. I know, I know. I've, I've, let, I've let the team down here. I let the boys down. I've let the team down. I've got to tap in as well. <laughs> what? Tap in? I've got to tap in. Tap in. Two I've, years ago. That bit was quite easy. To be, that, that bit was alright, to be fair. It's just been I like down. That. It was a good start, man. It was a good start. I could just, like, go again. No, I like the fact. No, that's all staying in. It just rinsed me. 
That's fine. And if right. anyone wants to find out more about Derek Lilly, please listen to our first episode. Yeah, yeah. Two years ago. Two years ago. Or do what we do and go to en.wikipedia.org slash wiki slash Derek underscore Lilly. Simon. Simon, Simon Lilly. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, normally what we do is uh, normally like we go to Liam, who's judge, and we decide who kind of our, you know her if they deserve to keep the shirt kind of thing. But Stephen Bradley's just been here for such a short time, <laughs> so you can't really make that decision. But we did want to honour him being so good so far. But I mean, probably has to be between Culkin and Derek Lilly, I would say, because you know. Uh, no offence to Robbie Crawford, but <laughs> come on, come on now. So just before we uh, move on, I'm going to uh, all our number 16s. Obviously, we miss a bit of 16s out when we were in lower leagues and stuff like that. One that, if you can remember this guy at all, please uh, get in touch because even our resident weird player, nor er wasn't wasn't that convinced. So Nick Culkin was in 2001-2002. Here's our, our game changer. In 2002-2003, Matthias Fernando Coelho. I did look him up. He oh, yeah. was a 19-year-old who signed from like River Plate in Argentina. We were signing a bunch of like South, uh, South Americans uh, right. for the for the kind of uh, reserve squad at that time. There was also. A, um, I remember there's like Alejandro Kefra or something like that, who was Colombian. He was the first Colombian player to be registered for a Scottish side or something. Um, Sergio Pepe. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That was, it was the same. Basically, we signed like five players all in the same day. We signed uh, Alan Main, um, uh, Guillermo Amor, who, like Argentinian players, as well as another one that I can't remember the name of. Um, but yeah, it was. It was bizarre never even i'd never even heard of it so literally couldn't tell you i like that you're like you had to almost big yourself back up there because you didn't know a player but you're like haha here's all my other fun facts to make up for my lack of knowledge on this guy anyway there you go every day's a school day with owen okay and then it was Derek Lilly for another couple of seasons there and then Stephen adam to 506 and then we didn't have one 1819 and then it was Robbie Crawford, Robbie Crawford, Adam Lewis, and now we have Stephen Bradley. There you bloody go. Got your fucking number. Thanks very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please check out our previous episodes that include interviews with Livingston legends such as David Fernandez, Barry Wilson, John Guthrie, Sean Byrne, and many more. Check out our social media. Twitter and Instagram is at Pod. Facebook and YouTube, just search for the Almond View podcast and make sure to subscribe to wherever you stream your podcast to get notified about new content. Forza Levy, hope to see you next week. (laughs) 